You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 278. You know, if people that are, are wanting to do this and learning, learning's great. Learn what you can, but just take the step because you can learn as much as you can. If you don't take that step, you're going nowhere. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash wholesaling inc. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or even MP3 player, it is a no-brainer. To take advantage of this special offer, again, go over to www.audibletrial.com forward slash wholesaling inc. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. You're listening to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc. My name is Cody Hoffheim. I'll be hosting today's episode where we're going to have a rock star rhino share his story on what he is currently doing in his wholesale business. This guy's been wholesaling for some time now, so he's going to bring some energy. He's going to bring some knowledge. He's going to bring some gold nuggets. So get ready. Get a piece of paper get a pen out, and get ready to jot down the action that he is taking so that you can go out there and repeat and do exactly what he's doing and get one step closer to your first deal or next deal. Now, for those that might be joining us for the first time, we want to welcome you to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast and to Rhino Nation. What we're going to be talking about is just wholesaling real estate, And that's simply finding deeply discounted properties that you can then turn for huge profits through multiple ways. And today we have John Harkar with us from Las Vegas, Nevada. And he's going to break it down step-by-step how he's doing some deals and what's going on in his market and how he's finding deals in today's market. So get ready to jot stuff down and take massive, imperfect action after you listen to this episode and get out there and get some deals. But Mr. John Harkar, how in the heck are you, brother? Man, I am. I'm. I'm awesome, man. I'm blessed. Grateful for you know, for you having me on here. Um, you know, from last time you, you and I saw each other back in Salt Lake. Uh, uh-huh. You you, you blessed me, man. I've learned a lot from. It. I took a lot to heart what we talked about. But I'm doing great, man. Business is good, and uh, I'm a happy camper. And we saw each other in Denver. We've been traveling yeah. all over together, it seems like, which has been awesome. It's been good to see you. It's been good to see your smiling face, which lets you <laughs> know things are going well, which is awesome. Yeah. But how did wholesaling even become something that you wanted to do? How did you even get into wholesaling in the first place? All right. Well, I mean, I worked previously with, uh, with Rebuild Gateway, the data provider. I was feverishly, uh, as I saw the, the, the wholesaling ink and the tribe grow, uh, at that point, feverishly trying to become a provider for the tribe. So uh, I reached out to Tom, and uh, Tom invited me out to the uh, the event in Salt Lake in April 2017. He said, uh, "You know, you can come out here. You can get out here. Come on, check it out." So, you know, at that point, I really started to. Um, I've been assimilated or associated with uh, you know the, the concept of wholesaling through the people I talk to. But mm-hmm. there, 
uh, I think I really got the the real impact of it, you know. And, and for me, especially, you know, when I listened to Brent Daniels uh, and his TTP for the first time, he I think he ever talked about it uh, at an event, and uh, it just made a lot of sense to me what he was doing and the the family, the the vibe, everything just really turned me on. So you know, I knew what I was going to do. So immediately when I went back, you know, me and my wife, we go fold out table and stand up in front of the big screen and. You know, I had Mojo's cues in my face, and it was uh, it was fun, man. That really got me got me into it, and, and got me to to to, to be independent and, and and want to know what I really wanted to go forward and do. You know, I think what's really cool, John, that you're sharing here is a you go out to an event, you get motivated, you get inspired, and here you are now doing deals consistently in your market there in Vegas, and that's one of the gold nuggets I want Rhino Nation, those listening, to write down is. Sometimes on our own, we can't see the big picture. We can't see what it can become and who we can become and what our business can look like in the future. And so it takes that little extra like motivation, desire to surround yourself with individuals that are doing it. And such sure. is the case when 2017, you fly out to our Salt Lake event and you just start being surrounded by people that are doing deals. And it motivated you, inspired you to go take action when you got home, you and your wife started picking up the phone and cold calling people, just like Brent was talking about on stage. And there's so much wisdom and power to what you just said. It's surround yourself with people that are doing it. The biggest thing I took from you guys, I mean, and, and, and once again, I've talked with wholesalers a lot up until I even went to that event because that's really what the business was. I went to wholesaling, so I learned the business. But the biggest thing I got when I went in and I, and I, I met people there and I, and I saw you guys. And, you know, even prior to actually getting to that event, it was taking that step, that action. I mean, I had to beg my wife. I had to say, hey, look, honey, I, I, I need a, a you know, $300 something so I can jump on a plane and, and I need a hotel <laughs> so I can go learn how to do this because it's going to change our life. And, uh, you know, I had to beg her to do it and then she let me do it. And then when I got back, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't waiting around. It was just going and, and doing it. And the massive action part. I think if, you know, if people that are, are wanting to do this and learning, learning's great. Learn what you can, but just take the step because you can learn as much as you can. If you don't take that step, you're going nowhere. And, uh, and that's the biggest thing I take from when I, when I started with the tribe is that massive imperfect action. So what does that essentially mean, John, to help listeners even understand? Did you go through this and just nail it just perfect right out of the gates and no. exactly what you're doing? Like, What does the real life experience look like? Oh, no, it, it by no means that I go nail it, nail it right away. I mean, even with a lot of experience and, and calling, I mean, this was a learning process. Now, you got to go out there and learn how to talk to people, and you're going to get beat up, and you're going to get gut checked, and you're going to be discouraged. And, you know, you just got to look at the bigger picture and, and rely on people that have been there. I think when, when a lot of people get started, and I'm not going to lie, I had it a little bit myself. I was like, oh, I, I can do this. You know, I, I know how to sell. I can, you know what? Rely. <laughs> I got <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, I got this. I'm good. And then you talk to 25 people and you get called the F word 17 times out of those 25. And uh, you're just kind of like, you know, do I want to do this? And, sure. you know, if, if, you, if you have the faith, if you stay consistent, and if you just take the punches and roll with it, there's a better way. But lean on people that have been there and that's what the tribe provides. And that's what I think is huge for so anybody awesome. is, is to have that, that support service, that, that resource. So, so, so awesome. So awesome. So John, you've been doing this now a couple years and it changed your life, but you had to go through that struggle. You had to go through those gut check moments. But what does mm -hmm. John's business now look like today? What are you consistently doing maybe monthly? What does a, a year look like for you? 
Sure. Okay. Our, uh, well, I moved out here to, uh, I was doing some stuff part time. I think I did like three deals prior to me moving out to Vegas. Uh, I moved out here and I started a call center. Uh, my partner now, he had a construction company or has a construction company. Add some extra room. So he had one caller and he said, hey, let's turn the wheels. So I came out, I turned the wheels and uh, we actually finished our first 12 months was April 1st. So uh, we did, it's up for debate so with my partner, but anywhere between 69 and 71 deals for the year. Okay. Um, strictly cold call. That's all we do. You know, wow. we, we drive PPC and the uh, and the online and spent a lot of money. Didn't get anything. I uh, wasn't a fan of mailing because I I did do some mailing and I'm not uh-huh. saying mail doesn't work, but I spent a whole bunch of money, and got a whole bunch of nothing. Uh-huh. So uh, when I thought the you know when I, when I once again found out about the cold calling, I knew there was my path, and uh, I said, hey, let's just get out there, let's just hammer people, and we took a little bit of a different scope. People ask me this question all the time. You know, what lists do I use? Um, and I'm sure a lot of your people are out there saying, you know, man, what list? Yeah, what is it, John? Tell me. Come on, baby. Yeah, come on. Give me the goal. Give me the goal. You know, we, we took a little bit of a different approach. And it's funny because I came from selling, you know, specific niche data. We took broad approach. We took odd zip codes. We, we took certain parameters, maybe owned a 10-year or owned five years, built 10 years or more, 30% equity, uh, RSS value. Uh, and we just hammered everybody. And I think that really helped us for the fact that everybody's hitting the niche lists, right? So we're finding those by calling everybody, but we're also finding the ones that weren't on the niche list. That's right. Um, and, and when you call the niche list and you have six, seven people, you need more leads. So we had to go and, and go broad. So, so with the niche list, you're meaning like your tax delinquent, code violation, something yes. that everyone's really marketing heavily. And you're more worried about zoning in like, okay, there's a lot of rehabs going on in this zip code. So we're going to take this zip code and we're going to now look for specific homes that have mm-hmm. 30% equity or more. They've owned it for 10 years or more. And you're really just dial in more on a neighborhood that's hot versus a specific list. Well, yes, that too. And kind of manipulating our, our avatar uh-huh. as to what we're targeting as we went along and, and learned our buyers. You know, we learned kind of what they were buying, like five specific property. That's a three, two, that's between, you know, 15 and 2,500 square feet. I know, I know my buyer, Igor, that's, that's the guy I'm going to because that's his wheelhouse and that zip yeah. code. Yeah. You know, so a lot of factors when it's all development, it's all, you know, because, and that process helped us because once again, we were finding other people, but we had a lot more dirt to dig through to find the gold versus the niche stuff. Yeah. Uh, what I've switched to a little bit this year is I still have my callers uh, doing some of the broad stuff, but I'm starting to take some of that niche stuff and do the text blocks. You know, okay. sign uh, one of my better callers on some of the smaller lists uh, to really try to pull us out quicker. Okay, because it sounds like, and in fact, I've heard this from multiple people, and we've seen even a little bit on our side where every now and again you're just you're reaching totally different personalities. You got people that are willing to pick up the phone. You got people like I will never pick up that phone. And so what you're trying to do is just really hit any kind of personality from every angle. If they're not going to pick up the phone, they're going to get a text from me. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what we do. I mean, and and I call through the list after the list is called, then we text through the list because, you know, once again, those people that didn't answer might respond to that text. Sure. Ideally, the, 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 the goal is to get them on the phone, right? Because, you know, people can, you know, put that facade up on a text. But when you get them on the phone and, and, you know, you really start digging into the, the motivation and why, they need to sell or want to sell or thought about selling, then it's going to really help you understand it more, you know, the tone and inflection and the pitch and all that stuff that comes with being on the phone and really better understanding your customers. Why? 
So I'd be interested to hear a little bit more. It sounds like you've done a couple deals from the, the text blast, and this would be something kind of new to our audience. They've heard the TTP or, or cold calling. They've heard direct mail. They've heard the PPC. They've seen bandit signs. Walk us through maybe a recent deal where you've done texting and that it's led to closing on a deal. Well, okay, so I use Lead Sherpa. I used to use Click to Send, uh-huh. where that was a lot of blast, big blast emails. Uh, I now use Lead Sherpa. The reason why I use that uh, is because it's it's quote unquote legal way to text because there's human interaction and pushing text. text. Okay. Another text, you know, hey, this is you know John or hey Jeff, this is John. I apologize, it's out of the blue, but uh, wondering if you're an offer on one, two, three, four Main Street. Awesome. So just a simple, straight to straight to the point, just a little out of the blue, but wonder if you want an offer on one, two, three Main Street. Right. So okay. uh, the system can auto dead people if they say, you know, no, F off or all that other stuff. But most of the ones you get, you know, what's your offer? So then, oh great, you know, I'd love to, to talk about your property. Can you tell me about the condition? And and it has a lot of preset texts. You can uh-huh. just auto respond real quick. Uh, or you can type in your own stuff. So then, you know, then you'll say, okay, well, tell me, you know, other than price, what's, you know, kind of a factor that that's prompting you to move or have you thought about selling? We try to get as much as that and then say, hey, you know what, depending upon how we feel the lead is, if there is, you know, some motivation, well, hey, you know, could you get on the phone and, and talk a little bit deeper about, you know, a solution that might help you, blah, 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 whatever we put. Okay. Um, so, you know, once we do that, then we'll just do it how we normally do. We'll try to lock it up over the phone. We close 90% of our stuff over the phone. If we can't do that and they're, you know, they're close and someone in the ballpark and we'll set up an appointment and I'll send my acquisition out. Okay. So send out the text blast, kind of find out motivation, but ultimately you're getting to the point where you can get them on the phone and talk. That's the whole goal behind the text. And then yeah. you say you close about 90% of your deals, just having a phone conversation, doing over the phone. Does that mean if you structure it that way? Do you still need to go out to the homeowner to get the contract signed? Or are you sending a mobile notary? Or what does that look like? No, we would do DocuSign. We would just DocuSign okay. a lot. Now, ideally, after we will, if we don't DocuSign it, we will go out there and get a, uh, a hand signature. But mm-hmm. at that point, it's just basically going out there and say, hey, we're going to come out and sign at the same time. We need to take some pictures. So Perfect. it's not going to negotiate. We won't send my acquisitions guy out. You know, we'll send, uh, you know, maybe my wife might go out and take pictures if she's in the area, or I might go out and take pictures if I'm in the area. Uh, but uh, we don't really do much with, you know, negotiating then. Now, the first text deal I did, it was actually an appointment I went on. Um, uh-huh. I decided I'm going to start, you know, from when you and I talked, I said, hey, if the leader's going to lead, the leader's going to go out and lead. <laughs> so me and my wife went on it. You know, this lady's husband died on February 6th. Uh, so we went out there at the beginning of March and, uh-huh. you know, uh, I walked in and the guy said, so you want to see the house? I said, no, I'd like to sit down and talk about your situation. What's going on? You know, I want to get to kind of know you guys a little bit better. And the funny part was, is that they really opened up and we literally got to a point where we were like, oh yeah, uh, do we want to look at the house? You know, we built that report. It was so cool. So, and it all generated from a text because the lady even told us, she's like, yeah, I get bugged with phone calls all the time. I've stopped answering it. And I get wow. a bunch of mail and I just throw that stuff away. So and I said, well, why, blast why'd you people? answer that? Oh, go for it. Keep going. No, I said, why'd you answer the text? He said, because I didn't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm what's like, cool okay, is great. she's a uh, kind lady. It's just she hates the phone. And yeah, it sounds exactly. like you were able so, to break that by going out there, building a good relationship of trust, talking about them, yeah. genuinely be involved about how to help them. And the byproduct was you at some point got to go look at the house or you ended up looking at the house. 
Yeah, we looked at the house. We locked it up. We uh, sold it right away. Uh, closed it about fourteen days for thirty three thousand. Thirty three thousand. And that was that. How do you typically do it? Is it like uh, you buy it, double close, and then turn around and sell it on the MLS, or are you doing just like a normal assignment where you get a cash buyer? What does that look like? Normal assignment. Yeah, I think we've double closed once, and okay. the only reason I did that is because it was a forty two thousand dollar assignment. And I didn't know the buyer. Um, so I wanted to double close on that one, but everything else, I, I think that's important. You might disagree. Other people might disagree. I don't know if, if the volume is necessarily what you need more as the quality, because and it's funny on this specific deal, I know I know this buyer well enough, and he knows me well enough, and we built that relationship to where the seller wanted me to take out the inspection clause, and I I, I walked around and looked at it, and you know we made the deal, but we were going to go back and do a full inspection on it. Uh, because we had some concerns, but the buyer said, you know, it's okay if he wants to take it out, just take it, I'll still buy it. Awesome. So, you know, having that really quality of buyers really helped us move this thing that much quicker. And ultimately, because I don't wanna I don't wanna hold up on this amazing victory bell, it's gonna ring for you, but you were able to make you said thirty three thousand dollars, right? Yeah. Well, hold on, John, because you know what's coming, my man. Hold on. I do. There it is. So you go out there, you do a deal. And this is just one of, it sounds like you did around 70 deals from year, like a year to year, 12 month span from April to April. Mm -hmm. This is amazing stuff. What does 2019 look like for the next 12 months from April to April? Do you see the trend still growing and and getting better? Or you guys kind of just know, we know what works and we're going to stay right around 70 deals. Um, no, I mean, I think we're definitely, we've learned a lot as to, you know, some of our processes, you know, we went, you know, it it was funny all last year, people would ask me, you know, what are your numbers? And I'm like, I don't know. I know how many deals we've done and what my bank account says, but we, (laughs) I, I, and I took that to heart finally started learning my KPIs and learning that, okay, so for every, you know, 35 deal or leads, we get a deal and I have this many amount of, of dials. So I really broke it down and, and learned those KPIs. So I think that we now, with some of the processes that we have, it's going to help us do more than 70. I think we're, you know, we did nine, we're at nine and 10 and 11 are closing this week. So if you start that year again, I mean, it's, you know, if we can get 10 a month, I'll be, I'll be a happy, happy camper. That'll be awesome. So killer points to jot down Rhino Nation that you're listening to is here he is kind of building that business. And there's a point where, it really turns into a business and it turns from more of like that job or that, oh, I don't know, John, you nailed it on the head. There's, but there's so many people that fall in that trap. Like, yeah, I know how much money's in my bank, but knowing those numbers are so crucial and, and he's going to see a lot of growth take place this year because now he knows how to reverse engineer what it takes and how much effort's going to be necessary or how many cold callers he's going to need and how many conversations they're going to have to have every single day so they can get X amount of leads, which leads to X amount of deals. And that's the best part of knowing your numbers is it's no longer just for happen or, hey, I think it's this or, hey, let's just bust our butts off and let's do this. Now you know the specific number, 35 leads equals one deal. Now you just need to reverse engineer. What do we need to do to get 35 leads? And it's like, repeat, repeat, repeat. So I wish I, wish I learned that and listened to you guys a while ago when you talked about learning your numbers, but uh yeah, that that is something, you know, with this business, you know, and, and and when people are out there looking and everybody posts these checks and it's great to see the checks, but how many people talk about the rough spots and it's a growing business and it's going to be ups and downs, but if you can take the checks and 
and utilize your resources, man. This is one of the greatest things ever in the world because for me, my why is my daughter. You know, my my going to be three year old, and I didn't have a great relationship with my other kids, so now I get to spend a lot of time with her. So all these gut checks, you know, when I, my, when I think about it and I look, I say, well, that's why I'm doing this. So for people that are new, take the gut checks, but uh, but know your why, know your numbers, build your systems and processes because it's going to ultimately, it's going to suck doing it at the beginning. <laughs> sometimes. But uh, trusting when you get them down and you can look back and say, well, I have no deals. Why? Well, it's because I have no leads. Why? Because I only done this many calls. It's so much easier. So much. Uh, so, so spot on. Well, John, my friend, I want to thank you for sharing your story and everything that's happening in your business. This is going to help motivate and inspire so many individuals. But we always end with two questions that we always like to have you answer. First and foremost is, looking back hindsight, what would you have done differently? For those that are just listening right now that may have never wholesaled a deal or they're just beginning, what would you tell them that you would do differently if you were to start over ground zero right now? If I were to start over ground zero right now, um, I would have not hesitated a little bit. I did take a lot of massive action, but I didn't hesitate to jump in full force. I would have jumped in full force. That's something for me that I think really was my springboard that if I'm going to go after it, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to burn the ships. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I so me, when you say that you're working like a side job too long or is that what you mean? Yeah. By that? I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, I think I got to the point to where I, I, I was, you know, staying rebuilt for the comfortability. Right. And I was too, uh, I was too unafraid to get uncomfortable. Um, and then when I finally, you know, when I got here and I finally got into the grove of this business and I wish I would have done this a year ago. Yeah. So my wish for I to go and do better is is I wish I would have jumped in earlier, uh, and also I wish I would have put in and known my numbers better. Awesome! I love those. Those are great tips. The second question: What's a good book that you'd recommend to Rhino Nation that has been game changing for you? I, I no joke. I read The Go Giver like once a month too. <laughs> go Giver is one of our favorites. What is it that you like about The Go Giver? I like the story about The Go Giver. Um, you know the the things that are. I think what I, I think what I like when they talk about um, and I, I freight in uh, is uh, restaurant, right? Yeah, I, I started at the as a hot dog stand, and it yep. wasn't the best food the hot dog stand, but it was about the people at the hot dog. Stand. And I think that with my life is, as a fact, yeah, and with this business is the fact that if you really build the people around you, you know, you can have uh, and like so you, you can have the best and the most explosive business, but it's really about what what's in your who your core is. Yeah. Who your people is. And that's kind of what I took from it. So true. Part so true. Well, I think we just go so far all the time thinking about go getter, go getter. I'm a go getter. I'm a go getter. And this book was the kind of the, the paradigm shift where he's like, no, be a go giver and realize that when you're out there just giving, regardless of what comes back, that's what triggers a very successful individual. And ultimately, the more people you serve also equates to how much money you can really make. And if yeah. you're not willing to go out there and just genuinely serve, then it'll never come back. So killer, killer book. That's Bob Berg. In fact, he was on our podcast interviewed by Brent Daniels. So if you haven't heard that podcast, definitely listen to it. But if you haven't read The Go-Giver, I second what John Harkar said and get The Go-Giver. Amazing, amazing book with an incredible story that'll change your life. But John, yeah. my friend, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story with us and with Rhino thank Nation you. today. I know you're busy. I know you've got a lot of things going on with for your business. And so thank you for sake for carving some time out to be able to uh, share this message today. Of course, man. I appreciate it anytime, Cody.
Okay, brother. Hey, Rhino Nation, this has been another amazing episode where John has just shared some gold nuggets on what his business has looked like over the few years. And he's shared so much value from the beginning stages of just surrounding yourself with people that are out there doing it and how that motivated and triggered him to get out there and do it. He shared some hindsight, knowing what you would have done different. I love that he says, I would have just jumped all in. I would have just gone after it and done it and had more faith in myself versus being scared. So I love that message. Amazing stuff. And if you guys are interested and if this sounds interesting to you and you want to get into wholesaling and build a successful wholesaling business, head on over to www.wholesalinginc.com and book a call with our team. And we can hop on the phone and see if that is a good fit. And until next time, we'll catch you on this next episode. Get out there, take massive imperfect action, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Take care, guys. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.